Attention all you babbleheads in England, Scotland, Ireland, Hollywood Babylon is coming to you. Yes, it's been years, but we're coming back because we missed you. We're kicking off our big tour in May with Ireland. If you're near Dublin, you got to come out and see us. It's Babble Go Bra in Dublin, Ireland on Thursday, May 9th at the Vicar Street. Then Birmingham, England is up next on Saturday, May 11th at Symphony Hall. Then we move on to Manchester. We're playing the O2 Apollo there on May 12th. And then it's on to Edinburgh. We're going to see you guys in Scotland at Usher Hall there on May 14th. And then we wrap up the whole thing in London Wednesday, May 15th. We're going to have a great show in London. We had a great time there last time, and we're looking to come back and do the same. So if you are in Ireland, if you are in England, if you are in Scotland, here is your chance to see Hollywood Babylon live, me and Kevin Smith in your hometown. Where do you get your tickets? Well, where you get your tickets for all things Smodco, you go to csmod.com, csmod.com, S-E-E-S-M-O-D, and then go down, find the show near you, click on the tickets and info, and then get your tickets. We want to see you next month in May when we come to England, Scotland, and Ireland. We'll see you there. It's time to babble the fuck on. Live from the world-famous improv, it's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. It is Saturday night, 420 in Hollywood, Oh my goodness. So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! Hello! Oh, it's good to be home. I know. It's been a fucking red hot minute, man. So lovely to be here on the fucking uh, national holiday for those of us who travel the green and shit. Yes. Or what I call a day. It's nice to see. It's weird. Driving around town, there were lines in front of dispensaries. Sure. Like, because they're running out, apparently. You got to get some now. Is that what it is? No, I have no idea. It is adorable, though, like seeing people like, oh, I got to smoke because it's the holiday and shit. <laughs> Bunch of fucking tourists out there today, man. I can imagine. I can imagine 420 for you is like New Year's Eve for me. It's yeah. like, what, you're going to get shit faced? Yeah. I did that last night or the night before. It is. It's Rookies? Like my, my, my life, I've kind of organized like uh, it's one long weekend, right? Like yeah, it's true. Monday to Friday feels like a weekend. So when the real weekend kicks in, nobody else is working. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, get out of my way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's 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 a great day. I, you know, all are fucking welcome. I'm not like, hey, man, I liked weed when it was cool. I, uh, I, you know, the more people smoke weed, the better fucking the world would be and stuff. It's nice that there's a day that people jump out and fucking celebrate. I uh, I had a bit of an experience with it myself. Uh, earlier today, I had a show at the Cantina, Fat Man Beyond. Right. But before I went to the Cantina show, um, I was editing all morning because I'm working on Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And the heck the you say! I think I would have heard something about that I've, if you were making I've a new Jay and Silent very Bob. Very quiet. <laughs> but I've been uh, editing. I like, got a screening last night with some friends, and so then I found like places where I was like, "Ooh, I could pull air out and time out and." 
shit like I don't need that line anymore. I thought that was important. It's not. Right. So I was just buried in the edit, just blazing all morning long. And I was fucking smoking this shit, man. I mean, I smoked my own weed. Like I've got, you know, the Jay and Silent Bob private stash weed. Sure. But a fucking fan gave me this Don Pablo shit. Look Don at that cannon, man. And wow. it's wrapped in a marijuana leaf. So because you don't get enough marijuana when you're smoking yes. marijuana. And it's got like almost an ounce of weed in it or some such shit. I don't know. It's crazy. So uh, I was fucking tooting on that and fucking cutting away. And then I had to go take a shower to go to the show. Right. And so I go into the room and my wife is there. My wife is not a stoner by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but she's carrying like a laundry basket, which is completely uncharacteristic. <laughs> right away, I was like, something's fucking up and shit. And so I was like, what's going on? She's like, I'm doing laundry. And I was like, oh. And she was like, if you must know, I'm really baked. <laughs> and I what? was like, what the fuck happened? She's going, well, I was reading Twitter and everyone's talking about being high and I had FOMO. And so... <laughs> She's gone, I, I took one of those little joints that you got and I fucking smoked it and shit. And I was like, well, I'm, normally I would say, yay, but that little joint that you smoked, it was fucking moon rocks. So like, this is like the... Explain to me, please, moon rocks. There are some people that can have like uh, a glass of pink, like Zinfandel. Right. And be like, one glass of this and I'm fucking high and I'm flying and right. shit. Then there are people like yourself who are like, give me three bottles of Jack. <laughs> right. So I could fucking feel something and shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she smoked something that would fucking take her to three bottles of Jack. It was like intense. I got you. So, uh, Not you know, for the uninitiated, what you're saying. And she was going, I'm so fucking sleepy. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, to people that don't smoke like nine of those a day and shit. Like... Part of the fun for me is to smoke weed that fucking intense and then work through it. Like, everything's fine, but inside I'm like, holy shit! Oh my God, there's a party in my mouth! You know? But on the outside, present just like, everything's cool. Like, inside you're a dog. like, <laughs> And outside you're a cat. You're like... <laughs> But inside, if you do that while you're stoned, people are gonna know, Kevin. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you start licking the back <laughs> of your hand. That's a dead giveaway, son. She, uh, she was fucking. Uh, she was like, I, I, like, I, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like I should lay down. I was like, you should put on like a show that you really like. Don't stop her while she's doing laundry, man. Let her get that done first. She was doing that because she was like, I'm trying to not be high. <laughs> And she was so adorable. She's like, I know I can, you can tell. And I couldn't. And I'm like a guy who my fucking smoking radar is pretty highly attuned. Right. But I had no fucking clue. I was like, you're passing and shit like that. And she was just like, am I passing? And I'm like, well, not now. Like fucking. But she doesn't come across like I'm fucking high. But inside she was like a mess and shit. So she went to lay down and I was like, I'm going to go to the show and then I'll be back. And then I got another show tonight. And she was talking about going to Fat Man earlier. She's like, I might go to the show with you and stuff. And then she was like, I'm too fucking high to do anything. <laughs> so I was like, maybe you can go to the fucking show at 8 o'clock. And right. she was like, yeah, I'm sure it'll wear off by then. It didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. I got home, man. I saw Harley. And she's just like, you don't have to tell me mom smoked weed. <laughs> and I was like, I was going to die. I couldn't wait to fucking tell you that. I said, who fucking spoiled it? She's like, mom did. Yeah. Well, like, when what? Harley had to peel her off the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. I think it was probably the giveaway. Well, Jennifer texted her, and she's like, because I know your father's going to run home and tell you, 
I just want you to know that I got really baked and I'm gonna lay down and shit. And Harley thought that was just adorable. She's like, Mom's high. What is she like when she's high? I was like, she does a lot of laundry. Uh, <laughs> Manifests in weird ways, but my yeah. socks are matched. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. I got a clean shirt. I guess that's cool. Um, so she was. Uh, it was nice seeing a tourist jump in on the action and shit. Reminds me of. Remember that time we were here, I think, and someone brought uh, juice that was infused with marijuana, and you drank it, and, and I were... drank too much of it. Which and you didn't even drink a lot. I know, but apparently you're supposed to drink like I don't know uh, two ounces or something. And I had a, a boozer's gulp. I thought I was drinking Jack Daniels, and I swallowed about six ounces, and that was me. I was screaming inside, <laughs> panic-stricken, and I got off the stage. Remember what I said to you? Help! <laughs> help me! Did you ask for help? I did. Yes. Um, that is considered. By and you were laughing at me if I remember correctly. I was. It was hysterical. That is considered by most of me one of our best fucking shows. People are like, why can't he be high every week? Because I cried all the way home, that's why. <laughs> I was terrified of everything and everyone. But they were happy tears. No. No? No, they were tears of panic and regret. <laughs> um, you didn't imbibe today at all? No, sir. Really? No. It's not my I guess way. That's it's fair. Not my way. I can't a... navigate on it. I don't. I don't handle it well. It's not your this poison. I know exactly how it's going to affect me, and I know exactly how much I need to reach certain stages. Right. Everything's a surprise with marijuana. Every time I've ever had marijuana, it's always been a fucking surprise party, and usually it's a cake full of shit. That's what I found. <laughs> that's what they serve me at the sur at the surprise party. I blow out the candles. I go. That's a cake full of shit. I just blew out the candles on. So you drink as much booze as you drink. Yes. Man. Weed is when you wake up and you're like, whose dick's in my mouth? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> really? Yes. And it puts me through some weird time-space continuum thing where I can't judge how long I've been talking. And it makes me <laughs> nuts. I'll be like, hello, good to see you. Oh, fuck, how long have I been in this sentence? Have I, am I boring this person? Have I been talking for a half an hour? Or has it been 30 seconds? I, I can't judge it. It panics me. You're such a tease. I would love to have these moments with you, man, where I was like, look at him, he's so lost. He needs help. I won't do it in front of people at first, but we can do a home show at your place. I'll take an Uber there. And I'll smoke out with you, and then we'll just roll the dice and see what happens. Oh, but you can't amazing. laugh at me this time. You gotta talk me down if some shit goes south. But what, what do you mean, talk it down? Be like, you're gonna be okay, Ralph. Yes, give me orange juice or whatever you're supposed to give a person who's having a bad trip. I don't know. I don't know your pot ways. <laughs> I've, I don't know. I've never heard the orange juice thing, but I'll get some Tropicana standing by <laughs> in case shit goes south and shit. People, my wife's like, who's screaming? I'm like, it's Ralph. Get me the orange juice. She's like, what are you gonna do with that? I'm like, I'm gonna hit him beside the head with a fucking jug. <laughs> be a man. Bam. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be fun, man. I don't know if I could do the same though. I couldn't say like, I'll fucking drink with you. I'm just not a. I know. Yeah, there's not. Because you can't even drink anymore. Because the only things you used to drink were like smoothies with booze in them, like pina coladas and strawberry daiquiris and shit, and you don't do sugar anymore, so you probably wouldn't well, be able I could to. Well, I do do sugar from time to time. I just don't do as much sugar as I used to, but I would, I guess I could, I mean, fucking alcohol is vegan, isn't it? Comes from a plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely vegan. Didn't break with my program, so exactly, maybe I'll give it a yeah. shot. Maybe that's what's been missing all this time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they have any meat vodka. I think we're safe. <laughs> Try new veal vodka. It's <laughs> Vilka. 
delicious. <laughs> Can right. I have a vodka? Do you want real vodka or meat vodka? <laughs> All right, let's kick the show off the way we do each and every episode by talking to these lovely people who came out to see us tonight. Thank you so much. We have missed you. It's been great to be home. What we'd like to do is talk to you folks in the audience who have come particularly long distances, perhaps, or celebrating special occasions in a segment we call the Shoutouts. It's a shout-out Kevin and Brown, so get your cock out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> he still fueled, got it. You're fueled right. by weed. Yes. I felt like Ralph Garman after I smoked a joint. How dare this? you, sir? <laughs> uh, Lupe and Eric and David, are you guys here? Hey, kids. That's how it's done. Lupe writes, my husband Eric and our friend David will be attending our, Bab- our first Babylon since we had the birth of our third child. Holy shit, wow. man. Three fucking kids. Get off her, bro. Yeah, really. <laughs> what are the ages? What's the, how's it spaced out? Ten months, two, and four. Oh. Wow. That's... Ten months, two months, and four months? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Besides <laughs> bro, being physically Get off of her. Let it heal and shit. I believe it's ten months, yeah. two years, and then four years. Oh, that's better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we'll be attending Babylon on 420. As any good parent would, we listen to the podcast in the car with three kids under five in the back. That's yeah, an excellent <laughs> choice, yes. How do kids, like, react to it? Are they like, this is boring adult talk? Or do they sing along and shit? They what? There's more in the email here. It's in the letter? That addresses that. I'm ruining yes. that, aren't I? Sorry. It's, it's really getting ahead of the story, man. Uh, on one of your shows, Kev, you and Kevin were voicing Kermit the Frog and Ray Romano. Uh, of course, my husband and I started our own version of that, and then from the back of the van, we heard our four-year daughter supply her own as well. No. So your four-year-old was doing uh, Kermit slash Ray Romano? That's great. <laughs> Can Kermit and Ray please tell our daughter to finish her food and eat her vegetables? <laughs> so I guess they plan to use us as an educational What's tool. What's her name? Ava? Ava? Hi-ho, Ava. Hi-ho. Hi-ho. Ava. Hi-ho, yay. Yeah, you should, uh, you know, eat your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, finish your, uh, you know, your dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is important to eat things that are green. It is. <laughs> now. Now. Now, don't eat green, because Kermit is green. Now, Deborah. Now, the children. Now. 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 Hi-ho. Hi-ho. Now. Now. Hi-ho. Hi-ho. Hi, Ava. I no, know. Ava, turn this off. You shouldn't be listening to this. The children. Yay! Yay! There you go. <laughs> Angela Johnson. <laughs> what a delayed reaction that was. She's more oh my stunned God. than you are. Did that have to go through an international line or some such shit? <laughs> Angela Johnson's here with her husband, her best, her husband's, whoop, her, my best friend's husband, John. Is he here as well? All right. Um, but, but more importantly, I want to talk to you about my best friend, says Angela, Susie. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because apparently Susie has a bit of a crush on me, Kevin. Oh. Yeah. 
Are you the one that you right there? Are you Susie? Hi, Susie. Let me just step back a yeah. little bit. So you get a clear line of sight. See, you're wearing your cold shoulder dress tonight here, Susie. And just very kissable shoulders, I'm just saying. <laughs> Fucking ew. <laughs> More about Susie. Susie's an incredible person, says Angela, but we can't trust her because she didn't fucking answer her own name. So what do we know? <laughs> Did take you a minute. Susie's about to graduate on May 1st with her master's degree. Holy shit. Son of a bitch. In what subject? Good question. Doesn't say here. In what subject? Uh, it's an MBA with a focus in accounting. MBA with a focus in accounting. Math. Yes, lots of it. Uh, Angela continues, she is truly inspiring. We've been friends for 25 years, although we're still young. Wink, oh. wink. And we've been through thick and thin. Her first husband passed away, leaving her with two young kids, and she endured. Oh, my God. She's been through some bad parenting times that would kill most people, but through all the shit, Susie continues to smile and fight on. A few years ago, I went back to school, and a year later, she followed in my footsteps to make a huge transformation in her life. Ralph, I could not be more proud to call her my BFF. She's always so positive, regardless of her circumstances. Truly, I don't know how she does it, because the crap she has survived breaks most people. Nonetheless, she is two weeks away from an incredible accomplishment. As a celebratory gesture, could you please make her night and take a photo with her? I promise I will peel her off of you afterwards. <laughs> Congratulations, Susie. I love you. Angela Johnson. How sweet is that? Oh, my God. Why don't you come on up here, Susie? Let's get a photo together, you and I. Does somebody out there have a camera? I got one. You got one? Oh, that's right. They lock them away now. I forgot to tell you that. There's no more cameras in the audience. They didn't take mine. No, they didn't. <laughs> Kevin will take a picture of us. Come on up here. Come on up. Hi. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> All right, we got plenty. Thank you so Give much. Give it up for Susie, man! Congratulations. You. You're awesome. You're welcome. You can do my taxes anytime, Susie, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know what that means. It just sounded dirty. I got the high five, but you, she was like going for the cup. Yes. <laughs> what is it like to want to fuck Ralph? That must be so... <laughs> like you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Adam D. and Yasmin, are you here? No? Oh. Fuck you guys. Bless you. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. They said they were going to be here, but uh, Adam D. and Yasmin, or Yasmin, apparently, had other things to do. 420, you're right. They probably couldn't get out of the, cut, cut of the house. Um, Liz Lopez. Are you in the house, Liz Lopez? She's not here either. Wow. Hmm. This is going to be a very quick show. I like this. <laughs> we're moving right along. <laughs> Uh, Victor and Miriam, are you guys in the show tonight? Where are you? Make some noise. Bend the back there. Hey, kids. 
Um, they they, you guys weren't too sure either. You're yeah, like, really? I don't know. Are we here? Nobody else is copping to it. It's another Victor and Miriam, maybe? <laughs> I'm attending the show with my husband, Victor, who introduced me to Hollywood Babylon on our one-year wedding anniversary at a live show, which happened to land on February 24th, a.k.a. the day before Kevin's widow-making heart took a siesta. They were oh. here the show before your heart attack. What, when? February 24th. Did we do a Babylon? Yeah, we did a Babylon. There was a Babylon the night before my heart attack? Yeah. So it was your fucking fault. Yes. <laughs> I've been meaning to apologize. I don't I haven't gotten That's around to it. That's the missing piece of information. Uh, uh, wow, fucking uh, yeah! What a fateful night, man. Yeah, could have been the one of the last shows. That Unfortunately would be. for you, I'm still here. So, <laughs> during our shout out, Kevin explained that year one, our year one, first year anniversary, is when you guys still like each other, and it's all about fucking. <laughs> and then I was punished by God That's the next right. night. For saying horrible things like that, so it should learn you a lesson. As Kevin's heart and groin were in recovery, I reflected on what could have been Kevin's final words of wisdom. <laughs> to my surprise, those words resonated with me, and as we've just celebrated our second year anniversary, I promise to uphold that year one feeling moving forward. I'm writing in to let Victor know how much I still like him and how much I still love fucking him. <laughs> That's... Year two, and they're still keeping it up. But it's so, that's so, like, one more time, how much I like him and how much I love fucking him. Mm-hmm. So I like him, but I love fucking him. Yes, exactly. I like that kind of honesty. Yes. Victor has been my rock when things go sideways. He's the funniest person I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Give us a chance. Really? I haven't seen Victor's show here at the Improv. <laughs> I mean, Victor's year one funny, but like... <laughs> He's more than I could have dreamed for in a husband. In conclusion, I want to thank Kevin and glad everything worked out with his heart. Yeah, I guess we all feel that way. I was hoping that Bane could perhaps let Victor know how perfect he is, even though he leaves the Christmas lights hanging all year round. What kind of fucking monster are you, Victor? <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> And please have Bane tell him I'll be his brown-eyed girl just for tonight. You got your work cut out for you, Mr. Bane. Victor. Apparently you're going to get some anal this evening. Miriam is offering up her anus to you. For love. Take her. <laughs> That's sinister as fuck right there. <laughs> and when you have come in her asses, oh. then you have my permission to die. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, <laughs> Don't break character, dude. I said... <laughs> she all kidding aside, she wants you to know that she still has that year one feeling. Isn't that precious? <laughs> and you know what else has that year one feeling? Oh, boy. The sphincter she <laughs> offered up. I was afraid of Seize it. Seize it, Victor. <laughs> All right, Bane. <laughs> Happy anniversary, kid. <laughs> Thank you, Bane. We appreciate that. Yikes. <clears throat> 
Tone James, are you here? Hey. Shocked these people here. Tone James is visiting all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Oh, shit. Along with his beautiful wife, Carissa. Am I saying that correctly? Carissa. She is a virgin. Oh, I'm sorry. When it comes to Babylon. I'm sorry. My bad. I was going to have pity on you, but... Uh, <laughs> we are coming to your show on the 20th of April. She, too, has that year one feeling. <laughs> yes. I'm a huge fan, but she has no idea what to expect. Could the Germans give her a quick rundown of what clean fun she can expect with the warm Californian welcome? Also, can they help me uh, thank her for joining me in my geeky world with her newfound love of Marvel movies? Thanks for all the free funny and keeping my drives to work entertaining. Cheers, Tone. That's a cool name, Tone. It is, man. Is that sure for anything or just flat out? Anthony? Anthony. Oh, duh. No. <laughs> That's good, though, man. That's good. Tone. Yeah. It's like Tone Loke. Yeah. Let's do it. Where'd that impression come from? Who knew that you were hiding a Tone Loke? What are we holding it for? The fucking 10th anniversary? Just in case he comes back. <laughs> I wanted to have it at the ready. Uh, the Germans could certainly uh, let Carissa know what she's in for and welcome her to the world of Marvie Marvel fandom, right? Have a little no. music there, Josh. There's Batman and Robin and the Ralph Murph and Potsy. There's Rudiger and Klaus. They're Germans, not Nazis. Yeah, yeah, we're not Nazis, Carissa. Nein, nein, we're not Nazis. We're not Nazis. Not yet. Not until midnight, when they feed us and give us wet. <laughs> that is the gremlins, I keep telling you. Oh yeah, you're right, my yeah. bad. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, Carissa. welcome. Welcome in. Uh, ve welcome, I hope you're enjoying your time in California. Yeah, welcome in and I hope you enjoy your shit. Uh, this is a sanctuary city, that's why they let us live here. Yeah. We can't be extradited to Germany, which is good. <laughs> And uh, I hope you're enjoying the new Marvel movies that your husband has introduced you to. Yeah. My favorite uh, Marvel's character is the Red Skull. I love him. <laughs> he is my favorite. With the gnome, with the nose, with the uh, Captain America. I will kill you with a cube. He was full of good ideas. He was. He had lots of good ideas. And I that blonde boy with the shield ruins everything for yeah, him. I know. He sucked. Yeah. Captain something. Yeah. I just want to say, you come from Melbourne. I hope you never Mel die. <laughs> Bullshit! Nine, nine files. <laughs> uh, welcome. What else are you doing while you're in town here besides coming to see this show? Disneyland! Oh! Walt was one of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to thaw his head out one of these days. Bring him to a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we the same, Carissa? Welcome. Are you both? So wait, are you from Australia as well? Yeah. So you both have the accent? Yeah. No, oddly, she's from Australia, but has no Australian accent. It's very strange. Well, his I heard, but she just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. But I need to hear a little bit more. Say some shit. It is an accent. Yeah. She's got an accent. <laughs> what is that uh, like? What's it like when you're surrounded by an accent that's not yours? Like you guys are used to hearing everybody be like, "I got, I got, I got, I got." 
what happens when you come here and everyone's like, hello? Or, you know, sup, bro? This isn't Westworld. We don't speak. This is, hello, it is a pleasure to have you here in California. Please have some of our legal marijuana. We say, yo, what's up? What is it like to be surrounded by the non-accent? That's true, yeah. Uba? <laughs> Throw another Uba on the Bobby? <laughs> yeah. What, uh, so wait, what you're saying is it's weirder for us to hear you than for you to hear us? Is that right? That's true. Yeah, we do get confused. And he uh, watches Marvel movies, so he hears American accents all the time. That's true. Yeah. Except like Black Panther. <laughs> they had a Wakanda now. Wakanda uh, forever. Forever, yeah. if I remember correctly. Exactly, yes. Well, welcome. Welcome to the States. What else are you guys going to do besides Disneyland? Uh, we're here for a wedding as well. There's a wedding? Yeah. Where? Um, Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Yeah, it's a big wedding place. People like to get married near the beach. Santa Monica's very fucking pretty. Yes. But you guys are, wait, Melbourne, are you, you guys got water there, right? <laughs> it's not one of the landlocked places. It's on the, it's on the water? So you're not even going to be impressed by Santa Monica. You're like, we got water, we man. Have, we have beaches. <laughs> we're surrounded by water where we're from. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm trying to, what else should, should they see, man, while they're here? Some shit that they wouldn't be able to see over there. Did you Universal's go to good, yeah. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about what swingers club can you say? Oh, that? stop it. <laughs> That's the real America stop right there, right man. There. Walmart, you yeah, went to a Walmart? that's a good one. All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to America. They walk it. Crikey, look at all the things you can <laughs> buy. It's 400 <laughs> coins of pillars. <laughs> How much is that TV? <laughs> I'll take four of them. <laughs> what do they have? Do they have an equivalent there? Yeah. You don't have one of those massive big box stores. You have to go from store to store to buy different things? You animals. Yeah. Can you we, imagine? We, we used to have to, my grandparents <laughs> used to have to do that shit, man, but... In America, you go to one fucking place called We don't even Amazon. go anywhere anymore. We just order it on Amazon and sit back. Exactly. That being said, you guys do have koalas, so you win. That's true, yeah. Yeah? You're having a, you having a baby? You mean right now or sometime in the future? Somebody clear the table and get hot towels. That's right. Well, fucking hey, when's the baby due? Right the fuck Scorpio, on, baby. Man. I'm a Scorpio. That works out fine. I didn't know that you knew astrology. Uh, I know Scorpios. Are you one? That's fine. My oh. wife's a Scorpio, too. You're both Scorpios? Yeah. So you're like fighting boom, Scorpions boom, and shit? No, just fucking all the time. Is that what Scorpios are known yeah. to do? The most passionate sign of the Zodiac, if you believe that kind of thing. And you're saying his kid's going to be a Scorpio? Oh, yeah. So you're saying... This kid's gonna spend a life fucking? Well, not right away. Not like in Do you know what school. you're having, boy or girl? 
Really? Wow. Fucking A, man. So this is it. This is the last time you're going to be out in the world not knowing what the fuck is going to ruin the rest of your <laughs> life. Oh, stop it. It's not the case Enjoy at all. Enjoy and embrace these no. final moments. No, having a kid is wonderful, man. You can have, if, if you had, you can have, I can't, you can't have mine. My wife be mad. But <laughs> if you have one like mine, you'd be fucking good. If you have one like his, you'd be fucking happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get Carissa a shot on me, will you, by the way? I want to celebrate <laughs> with her uh, birthday. Don't drink it. Yeah, Just throw like it a, over your shoulder. Give her a tall vodka and, uh, and uh, uh, Vegemite. A vodka and Vegemite, if you would, please. That's a well, drink, welcome. Right? Welcome to America. Normally, we say, welcome to Los Angeles, put a dick in your mouth, but you're with child, so right. clearly that already happened. Yes. Uh, Gil but welcome, welcome. Yeah. Hey there, gang, it's Ralph here. You know, Mother's Day is coming up and there's absolutely nothing most of us wouldn't do to make the special moms in our life happy. And it doesn't have to be your mom. It can be the mom of your kids. Or it could be a friend's mom that was like a mom to you. Or it could be your sister that's a mom or your sister-in-law or your mother-in-law or your godmother. Well, you get the idea. So what are you gonna do to make that mom in your life feel special? Well, Sherry's Berries has special Mother's Day berries designed just for mom that are topped with chocolate chips or pink shimmer sugar and swizzles. And these gourmet goodies will make the special mom in your life smile. I guarantee it. You choose the delivery date to ensure that the mom in your life gets the gift of Sherry's Berries exactly when you want her to. And your satisfaction is always guaranteed. Now don't wait till the last minute on this one. Visit berries.com today to order freshly dipped strawberries starting at just $19.99 for the moms in your life. To make mom really happy, you can double the berries for just $10 more. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th, so visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter our code BABBLE. That's berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click the microphone and use our code BABBLE. We also get emails from all around the world. Josh! Ain't no drag. Garmin's got an email back. Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. Let's hear it for uh, Josh, by the way. Back on the uh, Dr. Josh. wheels of steel over there. Our sights and sounds, man. Good to see Josh, Josh again. Josh was uh, with me in the trenches, trenches in uh, New Orleans when we were making uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot all last month. And you could see his handiwork, him and Liv, uh, shot a series of behind-the-scenes videos of the making of called Road to Reboot, which were just fucking wonderful. The nice thing for me about seeing him, nice thing for people who like this kind of shit would be, oh, it's behind the scenes. Right. Nice thing for me is we were going so fast and shit, like I didn't get a chance to experience everything because I was trying to keep it on the rails. Not that it was going off the rails, but just like, I had a lot of jobs on that movie. So watching those shorts was a way for me to be like, oh, that happened? Yeah. That was awesome and shit. Uh, check them out, they're on the YouTube channel. But uh, he did a phenomenal fucking job. Thank you, Josh. Give it up for Josh. Thank, Thank you, buddy. You. This first email is one of my favorite things we do now. People who have misunderstood lyrics their whole lives until recently. This is a good one. This comes from Beatriz Alvarado in Corpus Christi, Texas. 
And it's from a song from uh, one of your fellow New Jerseyans, Kevin, uh, John Bon Jovi. The Bon Jovi song is It's My Life. And there's a segment in that song where it says, It's My Life is like an open highway. Like Frankie said, I did it my way. That's right. Well, Beatrice was confused about that lyric for her entire life until just recently. She was watching the movie Sing, you know, that animated movie where all the little animals sing, and that's like a singing competition film. Did Reese Witherspoon pay, play a pig or something? Uh, I think so. <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane played the mouse in that, and he sings My Way. And that was the first time she heard, she put two and two together. Up until that point, she thought the lyrics to Bon Jovi's song, It's My Life, were, my heart is like an open highway, like Frankenstein, I did it my way. <laughs> And she said, I never understood that strange literary reference in that song. Can we play that to see if we can hear what she hears? Like Frankenstein, I did it my way. I guess I could, I guess. It is kind of a stretch, man. She says, in all fairness, Frankenstein did things his way too, though, right? True. It's true. Very true. Threw that kid in the in the river. And I think like, that's kind of the whole point of that story. Is he starts at somebody's creation and he finds his own. Like fucking I'm doing soul. it my way. Yeah. And his way was to wind up on an ice flow. If I remember that book. <laughs> I correct. think you're correct. Yes. So that's dance. Uh, Kevin has fans all around the world. We know this to be a fact. And uh, D.W. Managa was on Instagram and found this photo from a South African fan. He said, I saw this picture today, and I couldn't pass up sending it to you all. This woman really loves Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know, but Jay is literally staring at her ass through the television. I... There's a Vegas vacation poster and they're watching Jay and Silent Bob strike back? And she's watching it the wrong way. I don't know how she can enjoy the movie that way, really. And oddly enough, there's a woman with panties on, but I can't stop looking at me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is Kevin Smith in a nutshell right there, ladies and gentlemen. It was, uh, how awesome, man. I, I think I talked about it once before, but like I used to surf Pornhub quite a bit. And... Um, Good there man. was there was a I found a video once like I'm always looking at Pornhub going maybe one day I'll see somebody I know and shit and that never fucking happens. I'll so. send you my link. <laughs> a face hidden by giant balls that he wrapped up and threw around his head. <laughs> but I was watching one of the clips and fucking these kids were fucking you know they're in twenties whatever the fuck but they were in a dorm right and fucking dogma was playing. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I now I wanted to know, like, what scene did it? Like, fucking. What was the one that pushed them over the edge? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of. Funny. We can't wait a moment longer. That makes me. It made me feel so fucking famous. I was like, oh my god, I'm in a random porno, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have to show my dick. This is amazing. I told mom I'd make it. Have you ever watched Clerks? Triple X, the porn parody of your movie Clerks. Have you ever Not watched that? Not from end to end, but the first three minutes, yes. <laughs> then suddenly you lost interest after three minutes? Yeah, I wonder what happened. I gotta say, I lived the story, so. <laughs> yes, you know. yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was oddly compelling. It, it, as I looked at it, I was like, why didn't we do an all-female cast? <laughs> Would have made a lot more sense. Uh, this next email comes from Dan from Prescott Valley, Arizona. He said, I hope to be there in person for Kevin's holiest of holidays. But instead, I watched Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Same diff. On this 420, I was wondering if we'd get a dramatic reading of Because I Got High by Afro Man as done by Charlton Heston. 
It's an odd confluence of elements there. I, I got to shoot it, though. All right. This will only ever happen once. All right. Charlton Heston doing a uh, dramatic reading of the lyrics of Because I've Got High by Afro Man. I haven't <laughs> shot a movie in a few weeks. So yeah, this exactly. feels good. You're in practice. Ah. <laughs> I was going to clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was going to get up and find the broom. And then I got high. <laughs> My room is still messed up. And I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. <laughs> there you go. We love it when folks send in uh, the names of towns that are fucked up, and we got lazy and just called this segment, Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. How much have you been smoking there, Josh? Wrong knob. Right. Praise went right to his head. He's like, <laughs> fuck these kids. Yeah, really. I'll just hit any button now. Fuck it, they love me. <laughs> Those guys aren't the show, I'm the show. <laughs> Wally Frazier from Lang, Saskatchewan, sent this in. This is apparently a town near him there in Saskatchewan. Looks pretty promising. Big Beaver. Of course. Yeah. I want to visit Big Beaver. That's, uh, I know that from the Hit Somebody lyrics. He was born <laughs> right. in Big Beaver by the borderline. When you get there, apparently, they make good on their promise. If you get to Big Beaver, you can access one. <laughs> yeah. Let me access that Big Beaver, baby. <laughs> That's Canadian foreplay right there. When you say, Let me access your Big Beaver, eh? I think in many ways we've all been to Big Beaver. I think we have. Or we're all really from Big Beaver. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> it's hometown for all of that us. That should be the name on the fucking board, man. Big Beaver. It's where you came from. Hometown of the world. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. And then for kids who are like, I don't get it, Mom. You're like, I'll tell you when you're 15. That's right. I am confused by Japan. That is not a secret. I don't understand why they do the things they do. And so every week we like to reach across the border. The border. <laughs> like Japan is next door. Build that wall. <laughs> Tired of these Japanese coming over and taking our fucking jobs. Too many caravans of <laughs> Japanese coming across the border. <laughs> They don't bring their best people, okay? <laughs> Too many Japanese. I uh, reach across the ocean to our friends there yes. in Japan. Yes. With Which a, is kind of a border. With a hearty hand clasp and ask them respectfully, what the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? This week's What the Fuck Japan comes from Richard Dorney. Richard sent me this story. It's about a new restaurant opening up in Tokyo. Dorney? Richard Dorney? Richard Dorney. As yes. in Just Do Dorney? Do you remember Dorney Park? Dorney Park, yeah. yeah. That was their slogan. Allentown, Just Pennsylvania. Do Dorney. That's right, yeah. That was a flashback for me. Thank you. Uh, there's a, a new restaurant opened up in Tokyo sometime in 2020. It's called Sushi Singularity. 
Now, how do you stand out if you're a sushi restaurant in Tokyo, I wonder, right? Well, they found a way. Um, this is a special restaurant. In order to eat at Sushi Singularity, you have to send them, when you make your reservation, a fecal sample. <laughs> Why? Because they claim they uh, analyze it there at the restaurant, and then they have a 3D printer that uses a sushi-based gelatin to build your food, and they inject it with special vitamins and minerals based on what they think you're lacking by examining your shit. Wait, and, and it still has fish involved as well? Yes, but fish-ish. fish it's, it's sushi-based gelatin that they use a 3D printer to mold into your food done by a robotic arm and 3D printer. Don't take my word for it. Here's a little footage of how oh, they... Oh, I want to see. Of how they... Not the shit part, but how they make the sushi. This is how they make your sushi at the restaurant. <laughs> take your order there. There we go. We have examined your shit, and now we will make your sushi. And then it comes out in a cube. The robots make it. He puts some uh, something on it, and he serves it up for you. It's made just for you. Wait for it. He's gonna. Yeah, Daniel Craig likes it. Yeah, mmm, tastes just like my shit. He's saying. What the fuck, Japan? Yeah, that's that seems like like crossing two things don't need to be crossed, man. Like I want someone in a lab to look at my shit <laughs> and somebody in the kitchen to make my food. And you don't want those two things to cross. Yeah. cross over. You don't want anybody making a mistake in the back room. I got the shit sample or I got the sushi. I'm not sure which is which. Ah, just serve it. Ugh. Looks like Soylent Green. It looks like the fucking end That's, times. Like, what part of that is su isn't sushi meant to be fish based? It is. This they say this is fish based. It's made with a 3D printer, but they use uh, what do I say here? A uh, salmon paste and also freeze dried ahi and other elements to make the sushi with a printer. They use it as ink, but it's it's fish paste basically. Oh, I mean, just salmon paste alone, fucking really, yeah. fucking. Yeah. Not vegan yeah, It's at not all. vegan, no. no. That's terrifying. I mean, it's fuck not vegan. It's not edible. <laughs> like, you want some fucking fish paste? Like, fuck no. What's wrong with just going to a sushi place and eating sushi? Is that going out of style? I know. How come people can't just eat raw fish? Even that's know. stupid to me. What? Yeah, I've never eaten sushi in my life. Oh, I love me some sushi. Too late now, vegan. That's yeah, true. We also like to reach out and have folks us, uh, send us in photos and videos of toys they've run across that are supposed to be meant for kids to enjoy and love, but when you look at them, you say, these are inappropriate toys. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate toys. Uh, this first one comes from Dustin Karowski. He says, I ran across this in the catalog. It's a t-shirt for little girls. It's supposed to be a little girl petting a dog. You take a look and tell me what you see, says Dustin. I don't know. Let's take a look. <laughs> I had to look hard to find the dog. Right? I saw one thing right away, but... It's mostly just hand jobs. Yeah, oh my God. 
And it's like a, a hover hand job. It's like it's a force hand job. It's like Mira pulling the cum out of your dick. Like uh, artist three one two one sent this one in. I always wonder about people who send in like code names, what they're worried about. You think I'm gonna track them down and sell them Amway? Just put your <laughs> fucking name down. Artist three one two one. The joke doesn't work. Well, it does because he sent this in. This is a commercial for a brand new toy. Um, you know, we've covered this before, how I feel about the shit toys. Yeah, you don't like them. I don't like them. Well, this company is doubling down on disgusting. Here's the video for this new toy. Get one for your kids. Poopsie, 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 sparkly critters. Unbox critter inside, yeah. feed him a drink, shake, shake, surprise. Will she spit or poop? She poops. It's a slime surprise. Unicorn magic, sparkle slime too. Yeah. Slime surprise, will she spit? It's Poopsie Surprise, and the surprise is, will your little doll vomit or shit itself? And it's filled with salmon paste? No, you're mixing up the segments. Um, is that shit that comes out of it meant to be edible? Is it a candy base or no? I don't believe so, no. I think that's salmon. I think it's just slime, which the kids love these kids days. Kids love that kids slime. Kids love the slime, yeah. Um, yeah, that is a little bit like, uh, yeah. Uh, unnecessary. So it's like not for nothing, but they're like, "Ooh, which hole is it gonna come out of?" I'm like, "Well, the hole. Like, there's a hole in its mouth, and if there's not one in its mouth, it, it, like it looked like it was one or the other." Oh, really? That's, That's not much I of a surprise. Then. That's what I'm saying. Like, where's this? Well, number one, it's a fifty-fifty surprise. Yeah. And number two, if you're looking at it, you're like, "Oh, I, I bet you it's gonna come out of the fucking hole." <laughs> so fuck their surprise part. <laughs> Just call it what it is: poopsie, <laughs> or pukesie, depending on which one you That's get. That's true. Yeah. And then uh, Kane from Sydney, Australia, sent this hey! one in. It's kind of near you, You guys. might know this story. This apparently was a big story in Australia. There was a mother in um, uh, Rockhampton. Is that in Queensland? Is that, is that making? Yeah. Uh, she was at Kmart she, with her daughters, six and three. And she bought them a toy at Kmart that they wanted. It looked like fun. It was called the Orb Oddities. And it's supposed to be a banana, but when you peel the banana, there's a surprise inside. There's another surprise. Always is. So here's the toy. This is how it looks in the package. Oh, peel it and find the surprise. And then when you peel it open, well, this mother found out her kid had this inside of it. <laughs> now, Good that's Lord. supposed to be a finger, and I think it's disgusting enough if you peel a banana and found a giant finger inside of it. But the fact that it looks like a cock doesn't help. Then it turns out there's a whole bunch of these. There's another one that looks like this when you peel it, which is a dildo. Ribbed for her pleasure. And there's another one that looks like this when you peel it. That's for the G-spot, right? Yeah, that's a twister. It's and, a twister. It's and, a twister. And then they have a peapod one. If you open it, you get anal beads, apparently. <laughs> you made all of that dirty, man. It is dirty. What the hell? Why do these kids need to find sex toys in their bananas? What is this product called? It's called the Orb Oddities Fusion Foods. All spelled with Z's, so you know it sucks. <laughs> uh, there's no website, you filthy bastard. <laughs> you don't want the, your uh, Salmon paste not included. <laughs> That's right, yes. Uh, this next email comes from Brian Bishop. 
He is from Salon, Iowa, and I wanted to read this because it really moved me, and I wanted to reach out to the babbleheads and then uh, talk about this for a minute. He said, this is the most difficult email to write in my life. On April 14th, we had a house fire that leveled my family's home of 10 years, leaving us with basically nothing but what we were wearing, what was in our pockets and her purse and my Jeep. We lost three pets, no. two cars, and everything we had ever possessed including the last excluding the signed print we picked up at the Iowa City Iowa Babylon last April. Oh, well, that's, that's the worst part of the whole story. I yeah, think. really. Um, in case anyone asks, there is a GoFundMe link attached with some pictures of the damage said Brian and I want to show you his home, what he was looking at when it was all over. Oh man. They lost everything this family and I wanted to give a shout out to the bishops. Uh, Brian Bishop is his name. If you go to gofundme.com, you can look up Brian Bishop. It's Brian with a Y. I'll forgive him. And, uh, or home is where the heart is, is the name of their fundraising effort. And they're just trying to raise enough money to build their lives back up together again. So I wanted to pass along that information. So hang in there, Brian. Um, yeah, give Brian and his family a round of applause. But he added, and I thought this was awesome. He said, I was wondering if Sylvester Stallone could sing Great Balls of Fire to bring some laughter back into my life by Mrs. <laughs> Shannon and my nearly 14-year-old son, Logan. So he did make a request of Sylvester Stallone singing Great Balls of Fire. And I thought if he can do that in the face of such horror, then at least I could do is make it equally horrible here tonight with this song. Josh? You shake my nose and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire. I left in love because I thought it was funny. But you came along and you moved me, honey. I changed my mind. This love is fine. Goodness gracious, grateful as a fair. Kiss me, baby. Yeah, I want to kiss you. You don't have to kiss me back if you don't want to. Feels good. Kiss me, baby. Yeah, I want to love you like Rocky would. <laughs> You're fine. So kind. Gonna tell this world that you mine, 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 mine. I let it out and I thought it was funny. You came and loved you to move me, honey. This love is mine. This love is mine. Goodness gracious, great balls of creed. All right, that's enough of that right there. Hang in there, Brian. Well, hello, boys and girls. It's Ralph here, once again, talking to you about the Dave School. If you're not happy with your career, if maybe you're studying something that you're not that interested in, why not go to a school that offers you the opportunity to do something you really love? And that's the Dave School. Listen, the Dave School offers both online and on-campus programs. They've got some amazing programs, like their 12-month game production diploma. If you like video games, the Dave School can teach you to design, model, rig, and animate your own characters, props, and levels. Then you'll learn how to integrate them into a game engine. And by the time you're done at the Dave School, your demo reel is going to impress any AAA or indie game studio that's looking for artists. Or maybe you want to get into visual effects. Well, the 12-month visual effects production diploma will teach you everything you need to know to get a job in computer graphics, the film industry, television effects, game art, print advertising, architectural visualization, and even military simulation. And the Dave School has been pumping out trained artists for the entertainment industry for over 16 years, so they know what they're doing. They have put Orlando, Florida on the map as a resource for next-generation production-ready artists. And that's where the Dave School is. 
Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. On the back lot, Soundstage 25. Dave School's facility there is so impressive. 35,000 square feet, three labs, a working soundstage, a massive 65-foot by 25-foot green screen, a 25-foot theater screen, and even a motion capture system. Now, these new programs will start on May 28th, so there's still plenty of time to apply, but get on it. Check it out for yourself. Go to daveschool.com slash babble. That's daveschool.com slash babble. And while you're there, check out the short movie or game that every class makes as part of the curriculum that teaches you to work as a team, just like you will at a studio. So if you're ready for a change in your life for the better, let the Dave School help you out. daveschool.com slash babble. Now it's time to say goodbye to some folks in show business who left us too soon, but left behind bodies of work we'll enjoy for many years to come. It's time for the Tinseltown Stiffs. And now another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. This week we lost a giant performer in the world of sitcoms. Her name was Georgia Engel. You might know her from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. We got a picture of her there with her co-star... Ted Baxter himself, Ted Knight, of course. She played Georgette, the girlfriend and eventual wife of uh, Ted Baxter on that show. Huge figure of our childhood. And she was such a soft-spoken woman and such an interesting, funny character and sort of sweetness and innocence. She passed away at the age of 70 this week. Uh, she was also on Everybody Loves Raymond. She played Brad Garrett's mother-in-law on that show. Yeah. She was in Hot in Cleveland. She was on One Day at a Time, the rebooted one that they did on Netflix. So she had a long career in television, and she passed away at the age of 70 this week. I, I would have imagined much older. I thought so, too, but she started Mary Tyler Moore, which was very, very young, young, apparently. Uh, they don't, passed in New Jersey. Yes, and they don't know the cause of death because she was a Christian scientist. Oh, is that right? Which means she doesn't go to doctors. She just yeah. prays if she's uh, sick. Right. So Jesus wanted her dead, I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ralph. I'm saying. Ralph. We're honoring the woman. I am honoring her, but I can also say, don't be dumb. I can yes. say that too. I can use that message to get across with this. A beautiful woman who made us laugh many times when we were kids. She did indeed. Here's a little piece of her working with the another legend, Mary Tyler Moore, from that sitcom. Anyway, about this lady newscaster, please don't laugh, but we want me to be her. You want to audition for the job? Absolutely. Cross my heart, I swear. Really? No. <laughs> I told Ted I'm not a very good liar. Ted wants you to audition? Yes. That just doesn't sound like Ted. When he heard how much the salary was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Ted, yeah. My, she uh, was young, actually, yeah. as you look at her. She very was young. Like, probably the youngest one on that show. And, and Ted Knight was, I don't know. White-haired. 50 or something he was there, so he was creepy, but. <laughs> Hello, Lou. <laughs> Lou. <laughs> that was good. So, Georgia Angle. We will uh, be Legend, man. Huge cauldron of wind. She Indeed. will be missed. Give it up for George. Speaking of actors, we like to take a look sometimes at uh, A-list actors, or B, or C. That's the only person who died. Yeah, we got lucky this week. Good. Yeah. Or they got lucky, I guess. 
When you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we take a look at some A-list actors who don't always turn in A-list performances, but it, it, we found that bad acting sometimes can go all the way around to become exquisite acting. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. This week in exquisite acting was sent to us by uh, Kane in Sydney, Australia. He said, for some ungodly reason, I was watching 1982's Zapped, starring Scott Baio. Oh, shit. Scott Baio. Acting powerhouse Scott Baio. Willie Ames as well. That's true, yes. They were quite the team, weren't they? Uh, Scott Baio stars in this film. And for those who know the film, you know it's about a kid who gets uh, telekinetic powers. And so in order to use his telekinetic powers, he has to really concentrate his mind and make shit happen. Or at least that's what the script said, I'm, yeah. so I'm assuming. Because as Kane brings up, he says, make sure you watch Bayo's facial expressions that are needed to make his powers of telekinesis work. There's really no difference between his resting face and his telekinesis face in this scene. In this scene, it's a famous one. He makes people's tops fly off and bare asses hang out and stuff. and everything. But you got to watch the performance because he's really doing nothing. It's kind of magical. Here is uh, this week's exquisite acting. Hey, that's the jerk that made us lose. Yeah, you little weasel. <laughs> okay, pal, kiss this. Something. Do li- something. I'm a little embarrassed because I just put that exact same scene in James. Oh, I'm sorry. Reboot. I didn't mean to spoil it. God damn it. Now I got to cut it out. How did the... I os- don't remember that scene at all. There's a lot of man ass going on in that scene. I thought it was odd. They'd linger on the ass for a yeah. long time in that scene. Must have been Bayo's request. <laughs> he was young. He looked like a kid in that movie. Yeah. Either that or he was so Botoxed he couldn't move his face. <laughs> I mean, squint. Touch your head. Do something. Show us you're doing something. Yeah, there was no sort of like... Right. Do something. Even do the genie. like. That's you know. <laughs> right. Uh, this is this week's example of something that goes horribly wrong at a TV show or movie. This, someone should know better. They should catch this stuff and keep it from reaching the audience, but they don't, and we're here to straighten them out. We call these things shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. This week's shit that should not be comes from our one of our... No. It's 420 fresh. No. Smells like salmon paste. (laughs) (laughs) This week's shit that should not be is from uh, one of our uh, favorites, a regular around here, Zach Byerly. Zach, are you in the house tonight? 
Zach couldn't make it tonight, I don't think. But uh, boo. No, don't boo Zach. He's a good man. He's here all the time, and he sends in all kinds of stuff, and he's, he's a great uh, supporter of the show. And he sent this one in, and I thought it was awesome because I noticed this too, and I'm glad he brought it up. Most recently, this past week, was the penultimate episode of Gotham over there on Fox. Have you been watching this season at all? No. We're leading up to the big reveal. You know, this is the end of the story. They're, they're done after this. They have one more episode left next week. Mm -hmm. And so in this scene... Commissioner Gordon, not yet Commissioner Gordon, uh, uh, Lieutenant Gordon, I guess who he is, Captain. Anyway, um, he is sitting in his office, and uh, Oswald Cobblepot comes into the office, and Jim Gordon's sitting there at the desk, boozing it up, drinking some booze. So I was curious to know what Jim Gordon drinks, and we found out in this shit that should not be. For all these years, it hasn't changed. Drink? No, thank you. Dulls the senses. That's what I was going for. Surprised you're still here. Figured you'd be long gone by now. That storm you've warned me about for so long, it's finally here. Josh, can we push in on that bottle of whiskey to see what Jim Gordon drinks? It's janky piss whiskey. <laughs> Come on, Gotham, now you're just fucking with us. Oh, that's funny, put on the bottle janky piss whiskey. That's what Jim Gordon drinks. Does it mean something? What is that? No, mean? it doesn't mean anything. It just means awful, p tastes like piss whiskey. They couldn't have tried harder right. than that? Like Metropolis whiskey <laughs> or something. Do something. Like that. Just make a janky piss whiskey. I saw in the trailer for the last episode, he puts a uh, penguin puts on a top hat. We're going to show that in the uh, Geek News. We're going to watch it together. We're going to, what? Oh, we're going to show it to you. Why are you crying? <laughs> Yeah, we're Spoilers. Gonna, we're going to show it to you. I Spe mean, it was on TV. It was a commercial. Yeah, it's a commercial. Speaking of the news, it's time to take a look at the HBO headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. Uh, we want to give our best thoughts to John Singleton. You may have seen the news that... Uh, I did not. What happened? Legendary director, screenwriter John Singleton uh, suffered a stroke this week. When? When was this? Uh, this was earlier in the week. He admitted himself into the hospital because he was experiencing weakness in his legs. And uh, when they tested him, they found out that he had a mild stroke. So he is currently undergoing further tests and doing some rehab. But apparently he's going to be okay. But uh, any stroke is not good. No, not at all. So My he is, uh, he is currently um, being treated right now in the hospital. So I just wanted to mention that so we could all send him our best thoughts. But uh, great director, Boys in the Hood, of course. And good what dude, a justice. Yeah. And, too Fast, Too Furious. Well, oh, nobody's right. perfect. He did one of those. Uh, yeah. He did one of those. Yep. Good uh, TV director, too. He did The People versus O.J. Simpson, The American Crime Story, which was mm -hmm. good. Empire, Billions. He's been working in TV a bunch. So all our best thoughts to John Singleton. And all our worst thoughts to Lori Loughlin and her husband. <laughs> Fuck these people. Why? Why? Fuck these people. Why? I've been, it's been killing me. We haven't been able to talk on Hollywood Babylon about these entitled motherfuckers. Oh, just the whole scandal of it yeah. all? Yeah. They spent $500,000 to illegally get their two spoiled brat social influencer children into USC when they didn't belong there. Didn't have the grades. Lied and said they were on the crew team. They were rowers from high school. Never touched an oar in their lives. I don't know much about colleges and shit and where they rank, but like, if somebody's going to charge me half a million bucks. I think I'd want Harvard or Yale. <laughs> yeah, or one of those big shit. schools. Nothing wrong with SC, but it's no, like if you're going to pay on. half a million bucks, like fucking... 
Yeah, it was, it was disgusting. And some people took the plea deal from the prosecutors because they all got caught red-handed, like Felicity Huffman, for example. She said, you know what, I'm going to admit I did wrong, and I'll just take the deal, and there's going to be a couple months in jail, but I'm going to get on top of this now. They said, no, no, not for us. And so the FBI said, okay, you don't want the deal? We're going to slap you with two more charges of money laundering. How about that? Suck on that for a minute. On top of it? Yeah. And then this week in the news, it was announced the IRS has announced they're going to audit them for the past five years. And for Massimo Giannulli, her husband, who's got the Massimo clothing line, they're going to audit his company for the past three years as well to see what other wrongdoings they may be sitting on. I so mean, they're facing 20 years in prison each at this point now. Just fucking plea, right? Like, it's too late now. It's off the table. That's a full house of charges oh. right there. <laughs> so I'm not I'm making a file that. that. That was sweet. Just don't argue with the people. <laughs> Um, what do you think happens in this instance? They're going to go to jail? I, the prosecutors have said they are determined to put them in jail. Just, I mean, I'm not, I, I have no skin in this game whatsoever, but why, why go after them so hard? Just to make an example out of them? Well, it's because the prosecutor says, you know, if you don't show that rich people can't get away with this kind of thing, which is the very reason they were doing what they were doing, they thought they were immune and could spend money right. and get whatever they wanted with no repercussions. That makes sense. They have to make an example. They have to, yeah. And the, the, she could have gone easier on herself like Felicity Huffman. But right, instead, and did five, six months tops probably in prison. Is Felicity Huffman going to go to jail? She's going to do, the, the, the lenient end of the sentence would be four months, so she will do some time. The answer to the question then is yes. Yes, she will do some time. Are you fucking shitting me? No, the prosecutor said for sure everyone involved in this case will do some time. Holy, they're not fucking around. No, they're out for blood. Thank God my kids skipped college. Right? Look at the trouble you could have been in. Who fucking knew? Because I'm sure my wife would have been like, pay through the nose to get her into a good school. I'd have been standing next to the fucking Aunt Becky and shit. <laughs> Silent Bob and Aunt Becky going to jail. Um, yeah, no, my kids skipped college, and I was so relieved because I was like, ooh, we just saved a bunch of money. I didn't know how much money we fucking saved. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, this Olivia Jade, this is the youngest of the two girls. She's a, a the you- victim, if you will. She's a YouTuber, Kevin, and an Instagram influencer. That's is what, she? That's what her career is. Oh. That's what she wanted to do. And in fact, said when she got into SC, I don't know if I'm going to go to class much because I'm really going to focus on my YouTubing. <laughs> so anyway, her mom's facing 20 years. Could you imagine if you years. were the parent? And you spent half a million bucks to get your kid into school, and they're like, but I just want a YouTube. It's like, yeah. you might have mentioned this before I spent half a million Apparently bucks. Apparently, they, they did. They both are influencers. That's their career. And they both said, we don't, we're not interested in higher education. We just want to take pictures of ourselves wearing makeup for a living. And so and the, the parents, parents said, oh, no, we're going to cheat your way into a good school. We won't have it. That is, uh, that's beyond helicopter parenting, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. uh, what they call snowplow parenting. Yes, bulldoze, bulldozer parenting. Bulldoze parenting, wow. Yeah, um, yeah man, it's a shame. I would have, uh, it sounds like she missed a chance to plead. So, Do you think they're still, like, can they go in now at this late stage of the game and be like, all right, all right, we're kidding, we'll plead. I think, no, that, that offers, that's gone. That's gone with the wind. That is fucked up. Man. Yeah. Do you think their lawyer was like, don't worry about it? I don't know whose idea it was. I, I, by all accounts, all the stories read that they thought that 
this was just a scare tactic on the part of the prosecutors. They were trying to look good in front of the press and the public by threatening them. This was nothing a, this was really was going a to happen. State thing. This is a federal thing. Yeah, it? this is feds. This is the FBI. They and call they, it Operation they, Varsity Blues, by the way. Did they really? I don't want your life. I don't want your life. I just saw him recently. He was uh, Vanderbeek was in the movie as well. He came oh. out to change on by reboot. So wait a second. In Operation Varsity Blues, was anyone wearing whipped cream on their nipples and shit? <laughs> this is Olivia Jade. Her mother's facing 20 years in jail. She hasn't been seen since February. No one knows what happened to her until this week. She surfaced again at a party at another YouTube celebrity's house. The photo finally made the internet. There she is drinking with some friends while this douchebag climbs on the counter like a fucking YouTuber. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Isn't that, that just looks like a high school party. That's the Her mom is going away for 20 years. I would sit my ass at home and say, Mom, can I get you anything? Are you all right? I'm, I'm ashamed you're, you're, to admit. Because you're about to take a shower with a lot of angry women with short hair. I'm, uh, I'm ashamed to admit that I, I, now I know a little bit about the story because it's been in the ether and fucking winds up in my social media feed, so I fell down the rabbit hole of this. Right. And one in particular, just because I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know any of these players. I don't watch Full House or anything like that. Right. So, I, I've, you know, all of these players are new to me. I think I've heard of the jeans. Massimo. Massimo, yeah. Big, um, big clothing line. Clo uh, I've, I've heard of that or I've seen that. I mean, obviously, I wear the same fucking outfit all the time, so I don't know much about that. He doesn't make really jorts, like. so I don't think you're yes, familiar with right. his work. It's outside of my sphere of influence. Yes. But the one story that caught my attention, which I was like, ooh, I do want to read this, and then like most clickbaity shit, it was completely unsatisfying, and I felt cheap, was... Uh, talking about how she was mad at her parents. Like yeah, the how kid she was, was like yeah. freezing them out and shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, what a complicated set of affairs this must be. Because like your parents want the best for you, but they did kind of screw you over with this or at least embarrassed you at the very least. But you're not going to jail. They're going to fucking jail. Well, so the, maybe kid's, you're right. the kid's pissed off because she lost her makeup deal with Sephora. That's why she's angry at her parents because they screwed up her Instagram account. Oh, These I kids were awful long before this, Kevin. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't get me wrong. This hasn't made them awful kids. They were awful long before this scandal. It, yeah, it sounds like you're dealing with the... Uh, I, I always yes. try to apply like what I my childhood was like to every other situation. And it sounds like these You remember kids. when you lost your endorsement deals yes. when you were a kid, right? I was, was so mad at my father. I was father so angry. Because he worked at the post office <laughs> and he ruined my Sephora deal. That's right, yes. This, wow. this whole family needs a drone strike. That's the only thing that's going to settle them, I think. Not like a deadly one. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Fucking drone strike. Um, yeah, so we'll be following along that story with great interest. Apparently. I can't wait to see them go inside. <laughs> I'm going to smuggle shivs into the other prisoners. Here's a sharpened toothbrush handle. Go for it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find a way to make a reality show out of it. Oh, God forbid. Oh, yeah. uh, Laughlin in lockdown. Laugh her up. <laughs> oh. oh, well done. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we'll make the joke. Yeah, mister. <laughs> uh, you know how we feel about the reboots, the remakes, the... Uh... We love them. <laughs> For the next year, we fucking love them. I forgot. Yeah. It's our fucking bread and butter, Ralph. But the TV ones, the TV ones we don't like, yeah, right? Yeah, those are kind of yeah, silly. Yeah, okay. 
And when we visit them, sometimes we have a little segment called No Thanks, We Already Got One. Kevin, I know you're a huge fan. How do you feel about, it looks like it's official, the Frasier reboot. Frasier coming back to television. I, I, th- I can't believe it's taken them this long to do it. Um, it's I, been I, rumored for some time. It's been off the air for 15 years, and Kelsey Grammer was spotted carrying a script the other day, and when they zoomed in on the picture, it said Frasier on the front cover. Uh, I think you could totally do this. We, uh, Me and Matt Myra did a podcast for a while called uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, right. which was a Frasier podcast in which our lofty goal was to provide an unasked-for commentary track for every episode of Frasier. So we got through like two seasons or something like that, and then Matt got a job. Right. Um, it ruins everything. In podcasting. Yeah, one of you gets a job and moves on. So, um, so he's over on Goldberg's now and doing very, very well. But in any event... During the course of the show, uh, I forget where, but we came up with a show that we thought would be cool, or he did, or fucking, but it's a simple reboot. He had a kid. Frazier did, yes. Frazier had a son named Frederick, Freddie. Right. So the plot of Frazier was the unorthodox, you know, old man moves in with his preppy, straight-laced psychiatrist son. Right. Um, And they are unalike. Completely. They're like an odd couple. You... <laughs> they fucking stole that shit. <laughs> Never realized that. So anyway, you could totally do that with Frazier and his kid now. Because the kid could be like a sloppy sports fan. And he could be Frazier. Right. So yeah. Oh, I... for God's sakes, would you please clean that up? Yes. Just do a lot of that. Oh my God. You could get ready to dust off your Frazier <laughs> yeah, impression. That's right. Too. Like... They're coming handy. Uh, again. This is a good idea, man. I'm all for it, man. He's funny. That show's funny. They had like amazing writers. Uh, what uh, Modern Family's coming to an end, right? Yes. So a lot of those cats from Modern Family came from Frasier World. So it sounds like as that's ending, these cats are. Could you imagine what a weird life that must be? You're like, we wrapped Frasier. And then, you know, a couple years later, we started Modern Family. And that went for fucking 10 years. Right. Now we're going to wrap it. And we're going back to Frasier. <laughs> like, as long as the check's clear. Time collapsing on itself. Now, this is the kind of reboot I can get behind. Jimmy Kimmel has announced he's going to do a live special on ABC Primetime where he's going to take classic episodes of All in the Family and the Jeffersons and recast them and perform them live on television. I'd watch that. Jimmy believes, a lot of people say, the movies, the, the TV shows they made in the 70s, All in the Family and Jeffersons, were so charged, so politically and racially charged, you couldn't put them on television today, a lot of people say. He says he's going to prove them wrong by taking classic episodes of those shows, recasting them, and doing them live verbatim on television. Here's the cast. Woody Harrelson will play Archie Bunker in All in the Family. That's good. Marissa Tomei will be Edith Bunker. George and Louise Jefferson will be played by Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes. Wow. Ellie Kemper will play Gloria on All in the Family. Over on Jefferson's, Will Ferrell will be Tom Willis, their white neighbor. Uh, And several others still to be announced in terms of the cast. But I am so in. This is awesome. This would be so much fun, right? Uh, That sounds fun. I can see on your face that you're overjoyed. It does. It sounds fun. All right. I'm all for it. Uh, it is like Brady yeah, Bunch Live. Yeah, it is like Brady yeah. Bunch Live, which man. Is, which, yeah, which, fucking which, I knew it sounded Which familiar. paid me a couple bucks for a while. I wonder uh, what the deal is there. Like, if they're doing old scripts, yes. do the old writers get 
New residuals? I don't know the answer to that. Norman Lear's involved. He's going to be co-hosting the special with Jimmy Kimmel. They're going to do it together. I so. love Norman Lear. Yeah, he's a, and he's, he's a, like, he's what, 90-something at he's this point? He's 11 yeah. oddly enough. <laughs> yes. Um, Chuck Norris has a new job, finally. Chuck Norris is back in show business. He is now a uh, spokesperson for Glock. As in a Glock As in a Glock, or? yes. As in a handgun called a Glock. Here's the picture of him. They just released it. Here's, uh, he put it on, face, on uh, Instagram. Glock perfection. And he's the face of Glock. Uh, well, he's got the gun is in his waistband. In his waistband, yeah. Well, look at him. I remember the Old West when the cowboys were around carrying their Glocks down. <laughs> their guns from Austria, by the way, which aren't made in America. Are he's they? a, he's a true patriot. Glock is made in Austria, yeah. Uh, a lot of people unhappy with Made this choice. Made in Austria, sold in America. That's right. A lot of people unhappy with this choice. Some people obviously are, are uh, concerned about the uh, gun violence in America, said it's a bad look for him. Some others, though, are in favor of it, and many are making new Chuck Norris jokes out of it. <laughs> Chuck Norris sleeps with a Glock on his nightstand so the Glock doesn't get scared, <laughs> wrote one person. <laughs> <laughs> This is a better job than the last one he had when he represented the NRA, the National Rug Association. I don't know if you guys remember that when he was... He's got the worst two-page show Chuck business. How old is at this point? He's 11, oddly another enough. Another one. Yes, another one, yeah. All right, I hate to do this to you, but Justin Bieber's in the news. Oh, that felt good. It's been too long. Bieber's out of music for a while, he said. You know, he's going to take some time off because he has to uh, get himself centered. He needs a mental health break. That's fair. I've taken a lot of time off of his music as well. <laughs> yes. And since he's been uh, not working, apparently he's woke now, as the kids say. He is woke. So he stopped he's getting political. and he had time he's to getting start political. thinking. He made a big stink this week. He was on the internet saying that Laura Ingram needs to be fired from Fox News because she mocked a song by Nipsey Hussle. Oh, that's why she has that's to get fired. That's why, yes. At least he's got his priorities straight. Yeah, really. Meanwhile, his wife is also very woke. She put a picture up on Instagram of his new haircut, of Justin's new haircut. That's where her interests lie. She wrote with this. Here, let's, here's the haircut, first of all. Did you say Ice Ice Baby? Ding, 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 ding. It does ding, look ding, a little vanilla ding, ding, ice. Ding, ding. Check his eyebrow. Uh, she wrote under the picture, you are an incredible man. You make me a better human being. How fucking awful a human being do you have to be <laughs> if Justin Bieber makes you better? That's where did she start from? What was, what was the zero point for her? <laughs> That's love right there, That's man. That's not love. <laughs> All right. Kevin and I, of course, are huge geeks, so every week we like to take a look at the geek news. This is a uh, product that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, and I've said this before, and I'm not blowing smoke up my friend's ass because I, uh, I, I would tell him the truth, but his 
reboot, his idea for the remake of The Six Million Dollar Man was one of my favorite reads in comic books oh, over the past couple you. years. It was brilliantly done. Did it over at Dynamite, right? Isn't that where you did it? Was it was Dynamite published it. It was based on an old uh, script that I had written in 1995-96 for a Six Million Dollar Man uh, reboot, which was also, I think, The Six Billion Dollar Man. Yeah. And um, uh, it was a job. I remember like uh, I, when I got the gig, there was one regime working at the studio. By the time I turned in the script, they had changed regimes twice. Wow. We turned in the script to a guy, the head of the studio at that point. Was Is this Universal? Was it Universal? I, I forget who it was. I, it must have been, yeah. yeah. Kevin Misher, I think, was his name. He's gone on to do other things, but I think at that point he was a studio exec. Um, and I remember, I'll never forget, my agent called me up because I turned in the script and it was like fucking a year late or some such shit. And so uh, when I turned in, turned it into a person that was like, I didn't ask for this. What is this? <laughs> so he, uh, I spoke to my agent and I said, uh, what did they say about the $6 million manuscript? And he goes, not good. I said, what do you mean? He goes, his exact quote was, this reads like a fucking comic book. <laughs> and I was so proud of that. I was right. Like, oh, my it's God. High praise. Yeah, it was huge. Fucking. And nowadays you hear something that looks like a comic book. They're like, here's all the money in the world and shit. <laughs> Well, they've been trying to make this reboot forever, and they've gone through director after director, and they've just signed a brand new one. His name is Travis Knight, and he was the guy who did Bumblebee, Bumblebee. the Transformers spinoff. I think that's a strong choice. He's the, his, his dad's the guy that created Nike. Oh, so he also was hurting when it comes to growing up, I can imagine. Yes. Uh, he's talented. He made uh, that, that uh, uh, was Kubo and the two... Two three oh, was that him too? He's that was him. Um, and he did. And Bumblebee is wonderful, fucking. Movie. And it made four hundred and sixty-six million dollars at the box office worldwide, which is so. on the low end for a Transformers movie. But in terms of that critically, movie, critically, it was it, acclaimed. It was, it was wonderful. Anyway, uh, so he's on board. It's going to happen. And this guy is still attached, by the way, to please Steve Austin, if you know. And Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's going to be the six billion dollar man. What? No. I lost my arm. What? <laughs> no. My legs. What? <laughs> no. No. All these parts are bionic. I think I'm a transformer. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Congratulations to Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno is now an honorary member of the Manchester, Missouri Police Department. Congratulations. Hey, right what an honor. Uh, he was in uh, town for a Comic-Con, and the police department brought him in, and they swore him in, and they made him an honorary member of the police department. Here's Lou getting sworn in. Fucking A. Do you solemnly swear? What? <laughs> Stop. And then they gave him his own little identification card to show that he's an actual cop, and I thought that was pretty cool. Nah. That's awesome. You don't want to get stopped by that guy, I'll Fuck tell you that no. much. And lastly, we mentioned this coming week is the final episode of the TV series Gotham. It's and you have been watching this I show? have been watching, yeah. I, some of it's been hit and miss, but they did a lot of good things in it. And it's really cool now to see them pay off a lot of stuff they've been building up to. We just saw the birth of baby Barbara Gordon this past week. Uh. So we know she's going to be Batgirl at some point in the future. Bruce Wayne has left Gotham City as of last week. He's going off to train. He's going to change himself and come back to when the city needs him. Right. So they're setting a lot of stuff up. And then this episode coming this week flashes us forward 10 years into the future where Bruce Wayne has returned 
and Gotham's hell in a handbasket, and he's coming back to clean up. So you see a lot of the classic pieces start to be on display in this series, and I thought it'd be fun to watch it together. Fuck so yeah, here's a little teaser for next week's episode of Gotham. When Gotham needs me, I will return. I'm the Riddler. Gotham will remember that. This begins and ends with you and me! Do not say his name to Jeremiah Valesco! <laughs> I'm not your enemy. I don't care what form it takes. That gets me every time, that stuff. Do you, will, the, will the boy who played him? He's going to voice it, but they've got a much bigger actor to play the actual bat. So he's going to be the voice of the guy. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a cool concept. And they flash forward. Yeah. I'm in. I'll yeah. be there. I like seeing him put on the hat. I thought yeah. that was and the monocle, dope. too. Yeah, and yeah. the monocle. Pretty cool stuff. Dope. All right, before we say goodnight, we got one last bit of business. We have to open up Liam Neeson's pants and take a look inside because he's got a huge cock. That's right. You folks are so kind. I don't know. We're coming up on nine years we've been doing the show, by the way. Did you know that? Feels like all nine of those years was in tonight's show. <laughs> wow. I had a good time. Oh, I had a great time. All right. Uh, um, you folks for almost the entire length of that run have been sending in these facts about Liam Neeson's cock and I do appreciate it. You can always send them of course to neesoncock.com which is the clearinghouse for these things or you can email them right to me at uh, podcast at aol.com. Here are this week's facts about Liam Neeson's cock. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It was one of the few people to turn down a cameo in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> Wow, that's big. That's a big star right there. He was just busy, that's all. I'm just saying. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It's where Bushmills Distillery ages its Irish whiskey. There's <laughs> <laughs> barrels and barrels of it in there. Some of that janky piss whiskey <laughs> that's here. That's right, yes. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. Celebrity chef Guy Fieri has named a new dish after it. I think we have a picture of him in his restaurant there with it. There it is. <laughs> That's the Liam dog right there. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It is announced it is separating itself from the UK in a move called Coxit. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. Liam paid $500,000 to get it into USC. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you had a good time this evening. 
Thank you so much for welcoming us home. Can't thank you enough for being here, but give it up for the guy without whom there is no Babylon, Mr. Ralph Bucket Garman. Let's hear it from my brother and Babel brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this 420. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babel the fuck off. Good night, Hollywood! Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.